everyone, and welcome to episode 9 of the GBHBL Whiplash. I am Carl, your host for these podcasts. We're here to play you music from up-and-coming bands. Bands that have got our attention, and we think you need to hear because they rock. It's as simple as that. As well as that, I'll be going through a bit of news this week within our world, as well as give you a preview of some of the upcoming music reviews going up on the site over the next week. It's all about the music, the rock and the metal. We're games, brains, and banging life. And you can find us over at gbhbl.com. That's our website where every single day you can read album, EP, single reviews, as well as much more game reviews, horror movie reviews, etc, etc, etc. We're very proud of the amount of content we have over there. It takes a lot of work, but we love it so much. As well as our reviews, you can find things like top lists, TV show reviews, interviews, features, book reviews, videos, and even a little bit of merchandise. Check out the shop. You can find us on Facebook, search for GBHBL, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at GBHBL underscore official. We're also on Instagram as GBHBL. So make sure you follow us there too. This podcast is available on SoundCloud and iTunes. And hopefully in the near future, Spotify. About to jump through a few hoops to try and get on there because their SoundCloud isn't one of their hosting partners, which is a bit frustrating considering the size of SoundCloud. So hit subscribe if you like what we do. We're also on YouTube, where you can find a lot of our video content. The channel is slowly growing in size, a lot more videos on there now, so do us a favour and hit subscribe, check them out, see what you think. This past week, we posted our latest podcast special, where Brendan and I talked all things Cradlefill. This is the third episode in the special series. We already have one about Machine Head, and one about uh, albums that are important to us, albums that have shaped who we are, musically-wise. And this latest one is about Cradle of Filth. And that's available to listen to now, as well as the previous eight episodes of this, The Whiplash. Right, this week we've got loads of tracks to play you, five in total. We have music from the French progressive metalers, the Dali Thundering Concept. Post-rock band Coalbones, Death Metal's Cura, Punk Rockers Screech Bats, and the 80s synth sci-fi project in Arcadia. Our first track comes from the French progressive metal quintet, the Dali Thundering Concept, and is called Empty the Void. Taken from their latest album, Savages, that is out now and available to buy and stream wherever you buy your music or stream it. Empty the Void is an incredible track of an incredible album, and it is, in my opinion, the most uplifting of the bunch, thanks to the stunning guitar work. So enjoy it.
just like last week, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of some of the latest releases that have come out since last week. These are albums and EPs that have been reviewed by us and are our recommendations. If you use streaming services, a lot of these releases get buried. So hopefully we can encourage you to check these out. So Cherokee bring a bluesy hard rock and sound influenced by bands such as Thin Lizzy, Rainbow, The Outlaws, ZZ Top, ACDC and Blue Oyster Cult have released their latest EP, Wacken Tanka Nishi Un. We got California-based symphonic gothic metal band Grave Shadow have released their second full-length album, Ambitions Price. French progressive metal band The Dolly Thundering Concept have released their second album, Savages. It's a dystopian concept album of dissonance, ferocity, and discomfort. Of course, we've talked about them quite a bit already. I haven't just played a track. The label Cesar Bullets have re-released Zeta Krebs self-titled debut album for the first time ever on LP. A heavyweight of the German death metal underground scene, Commander, have unleashed a third album called Fatalius, The Unbroken Circle. Californian death metal act Skeletal Remains have released their third studio album entitled Devouring Mortality. Then we have the debut album from Scon, their darkest work yet, called Death Crown. Crawling from the gutters of Perth, Western Australia, Unravel's debut album, Errors of Forfeit, is a brutally primal sledgehammer of old school death metal. Vorbid, an energetic progressive thrash metal band from Norway, have now released their debut album entitled Mind. Without a shadow of a doubt, Leather Leone is one of the most legendary female heavy metal vocalists of all time. In 1989, she released her first solo effort called Shockwaves, and a mere 29 years later, She's now released her follow-up album, simply called Leather 2. Grey Haze Records have released the reissue of The Unholy One, the debut album by Expulsor. It was originally released in 1992. This once rare album is again available on CD, LP and cassette. The Unholy One's audio has been completely restored and remastered from the original master reels. South Dakota based death metalers Angerot rise from the ashes of Midwestern metal to release their crushing debut, The Splendor with Iniquity. With two fearsome full lengths behind them already, French suffocating death metal troupe Autocrata have become a force to be reckoned with into the main of the underground extreme. They've now returned with their third full length called Hammer of the Heretics. Shoegaze is one of the more head-scratching of the subgenres that have cropped in the last couple of years, often attributed to bands that take the post-rock sound a little bit further, one such band I've found that tag attached to them is Moll, a four-piece band from Denmark. Moll are so much more, though. And their new album, Jord, is out now. You might already hear that and go, oh, yeah, Moll, we know all about them because we've banged on about them for the last couple of podcasts, including playing a track from it in a previous one. Anyway, carrying on, sometimes what you need is bounce, upbeat punk that puts a smile on the face, infectious rhythms, with maybe even a bit of a bad attitude. And that's what we get with Baby Bones and their new EP, the Curse of the Crystal Teeth. Witch Tripper are a three-piece stoner groove band from Nottingham, UK. Eye of the Storm is their long-awaited second album. From members of reputed rep, reputed bands, I can't say that word, don't know why I bother. Bands like Raven Cult, Embrace of Thorns and Deathphosphorus, Greasers Negrido are changing the way we look at black metal with their new album Flesh Torn Spirit Pierced. Finally, say it's been a crazy week for releases as you can hear through all of these finally sweden-based speedy putrid black death metal act corpse hammer have released the final chapter of their ep trilogy entitled perversion 
as you can see, a hell of a lot of releases. And these are just the ones we reviewed. There's so much more, but these are the ones we reviewed over the last couple of weeks. So much great rock and metal music every single week. As I said at the start, it's easy for these bands to get buried on streaming servers. You know, if you use Apple Music or Spotify, they'll often be hidden behind the bigger releases per week. You know, Metallica this past week re-released, reissued Garage Days, the um, EP Garage Days. You know, that's at the top of all its releases. So these are kind of forgotten bands. A lot of them don't even appear on streaming services as well. Don't forget that in mind. Uh, keep that in mind, should I say. So you have to pop over to Bandcamp and places like that to check them out. But please do. We, we're telling you we're going through these releases because we don't want these bands to be forgotten about. And because a lot of them we reviewed maybe like a month ago, even on the site, they've effectively become buried. Sure, you can go to one of the tabs and click on Albums 2018 and so on, but it's still a huge amount of content in there. So, you know, unless you've got ages to read through every single one, you might miss it. So this is hopefully our way of reminding people that we reviewed these. They're out They're out now, so you can go find them, be it Bandcamp, streaming services, YouTube, etc., and if you want to know a bit more, Google, go to our site and in our search bar, put in the name. You want to read the mole review, go put mole into it and it'll be the first thing that comes up after the search completes. So, you know, it's all there. But of course, check them out and hopefully, hopefully you'll find something you really, really like. So our next track comes from Finland's underground death metal band Kruja, who released their third full-length album entitled Destroyers on March 23rd, 2018. Destroys is an apt name, seeing as the 8-track album comes at you with intense, destructive force, enough to make you bow your head in respect. This is Chant for the Undying.
So what's been happening this week in our headbangingly odd world? Well, did you hear about the heavy metal campers that sparked a mass rescue mission after it was reported that they were part of a suicide cult? I'm not making this up. This actually happened last week and made major news platforms in the UK such as the BBC. A group of family and friends had fire engines, police cars, ambulance turn up for them on a small Scottish island after some report that they might be going to the island to commit mass suicide. Three adults, three kids and a dog who were just on a camping trip. One of the group, David Henderson, singer with black metal Nightopia, put the incident down to the group's appearance. The kids had some face paint on and the adults were dressed in black, he said. Because we are all dressed in black and look like heavy metal fans, people sometimes assume we are dangerous. The absurdity of it all caught me thinking about incidents where my style and look has got me into misunderstandings. Fortunately, I've not had much in the way of violence happen, but most name calls are often directed at how I look. I'm pretty standard. Long hair and a beard. I've got a lot of tattoos and a few facial experience, a few facial piercings. 90, 99% of the time, I rock the jeans, band t-shirt and band hoodie look. So nothing too extreme there. Still, it's Target. And I work in an industry where insults actually daily because of the job I do. 
Thankfully, I've been doing it for so long, it's like water off a duck's back. Sticks and stones, man, big time on my job. Thing is, I know I'm in the minority here. I know those with a more unique look get it a lot worse. It can be lonely when you're the only one in school who likes metal life or at work, etc. You know? So if you ever had any bad experience, make sure you share it. Drop us a message on our social media or through our email about your experience. Love to talk to you about it. So, do you remember last week when I briefly talked about System of a Damn Tease? You remember at the start of last week's one, I sort of mentioned that System were teasing something with a countdown what looked like it might be an album cover? I said at the time I wouldn't talk about it until I saw what it was, just in case it turned out to be some live dates rather than an album. You know, it'd be pretty, there wasn't really much to talk about that. And goddamn, two hours after I posted that podcast, what did the System News turn out to be? Live dates. It'd be funny if it wasn't so sad. Out on tour again without any new music since 2005. Not only that, it's hardly fair to call it a tour as it's literally a handful of dates in the US. So what it got me thinking, what's the deal here? What's the deal, deal here do you think? Can they not stand to be around each other for the time it would take to record a new album? Or is cre- the creativity missing? Like they're worried that putting out something subpar would damage their legacy? I don't know, they're a funny band for me. I love Toxicity growing up. I wore out that album with how often it was played. But the novelty wore off. And I like songs from Mesmerise and Hypnotise, but I hated Steal This Album. They were a band I'd never seen live, so last year, being at Download, I decided to finally see them, and I was so bored, I walked away after 30 minutes. Best decision I made at a festival, as I ended up seeing Exodus, Tear the Tent, an absolute new one. I remember saying to my son, that it wasn't that they were bad, I just felt like it was pointless. I wasn't enjoying myself, and I have no interest in box ticking in regards to bucket list bands. So I just think they're a relic of the past. And unless they're willing to update themselves with new music, they'll be off my radar. What do you think? Am I being a bit extreme here? You know, our system's still so important that going to see them live is worth it and warranted and that we don't need new music because the same stuff from an album that was released in, what, 2000, 2000 or 2001, Toxicity? Did that suffice? That's enough for you? That it's cool to hear these, this, these, these songs played over and over again with absolutely no hint of new material. Is that is that okay for you? I mean, it kind of ties into the whole thing I've talked about before in the podcast where about the future and not constantly stuck in the past. Well, System obviously are kind of a big part of that for me where I just feel like they're so stuck in the past and they're not seemingly willing to move forward. But I don't know. I struggle with that band. As I say, it's a personal thing more than anything else. I don't particularly care for them anymore. But I know how important they are to some. I know how important they are to some. So I'm not slamming them in that front, you know. If, you have, if, you, if you're looking forward to going out and seeing them, uh, if one of their American tour dates happens to fall in the city, more power too. I, I don't know what the cost is. But I've seen uh, they've got quite a few bands supporting them, the likes of At The Driving and Clutch. So it's clearly a fairly big deal. It would just be nice to sort of see them at least... You know, the hints they were sending out last year where it implied they might be recording new music seems to have completely disappeared. And now it's just quiet. I don't know. Right, before we continue with the news though, let's play another track. And this one comes from the punk rock all-female band Screech Bats, taken from the new EP, Wish You Were Her, which is available to buy and stream now. Get Better is a track about mental health issues. It is Screech Bats' attempt to destigmatize the issue and put out the message to sufferers that they're not alone that there can be a light at the end of the tunnel and a happy future, even when this feels impossible. A message that we can all get behind. 
So from one band not looking to the future with our system chat to another that is all about it. One of my favourite bands has announced details of their new album. Prequel, I presume I'm saying that right, is the title of Ghost's new album. Due out on June 1st via Loma Vista Recordings. It's 10 tracks long. Prequel, prequel, what are you saying it differently? <laughs> Marks the introduction of Ghost's new leader, Cardinal Copia. Copia, Copia. I am not good when it comes to reading these these sort of names and things. It's always said in different ways, so I apologise if you're listening and going, for fuck's sake, dude, get it together. If you're still unaware, all the previous frontmen, the poppers, as well as Cardinal Kapaya, are the same man. Ghost founder and vocalist Tobias Forge. Oh, add with the uh, album announcement, Ghost have also debuted the first single from it called Rats. Now, I've listened to it and I quite like it. Ghost have been steadily getting better album by album. And I think Meloria is the best record they've done to date. It's going to be a tough task for them to top it. But going off rats, they look to be heading in the right direction. Brendan, a self-confessed disliker of Ghost-san, has reviewed rats on the site. So check out his opinion. They're one of the few bands, only one of the few bands we widely disagree on. Although I do think the time for them to move into the top tier of rock and metal has passed by. They're such a Marmite band, with as many people hating them as love them. You only have to read the social media comments under a ghost article to get that. Those that hate love to say how much they hate. A lot of people now feel they have ammunition ever since the court issue between Forge and the previous band members of the band. I'll personally never understand that mind frame. The need to tell everyone just how much you dislike something. And I've always wondered how I'd handle hefty criticism of a work on GBHBL and how it happened. And then, sorry, and then it happened on Instagram of all places. So what I used to do was offer pre-reviews of horror over there. A picture of a movie along with a brief snippet of my thoughts. One such film was 12 Deaths of Christmas. A horrid movie with some of the worst child actors I'd ever seen. There, those were roughly the words I'd used. We're an opinion site designed for adults only and we don't mince words. We never attack, but we will be harsh in our criticisms. criticism. It's what we do. People are paying for your product. You want people to buy your DVDs. You want people to buy your albums. You want people to buy your games. If you're putting up subpar and disappointing and all bad, bad products, we're not gonna we're not gonna be polite about it. It shouldn't. No one. Sh- no one. No one will get the sugarcoat treatment. And anyway, my criticism irked a UK film production company, or at least someone behind it. Now I'm not gonna say who they are. As shortly after our back and forth, they deleted their entire Instagram account. The issue seemed to be that they thought I shouldn't be critiquing child actors or, or or I shouldn't be using the words I did. They suggested that I could hurt the individual if they saw my words. And I get that. I totally do. However, we're not actually catered towards children. And I will not censor ourselves because it upsets someone. We're not intentionally being offensive. We're not trying to offend. We're just offering our opinions. The most frustrating thing about this was that my explanation of what we do is completely ignored. Instead, the company suggested that no good reviewer would ever say what I did. Now, I found that part particularly laughable, as a quick Google search found sites far bigger than ours, echoing my exact thoughts. So I was puzzled as to why this particular review had upset this company. We'd written over a thousand horror reviews prior, and have critiqued many an actor, child or adults. So I did some digging and discovered that the reason why they were so protective and defensive is because they had worked with the child actors. And suddenly it all made sense. And I can't tell you how disappointed I was to see an indie studio act like this. I called them out on this and got nothing. And shortly afterwards, the Instagram account was gone. 
So a win for me, it didn't feel like it. I didn't feel satisfied by that. Anyway, the whole point of this story was about handling criticism. And overall, I think it went well. I was annoyed, but mainly because I didn't get get it. But the one takeaway from me was that if I ever saw production companies, that production's company name attached to a film, I would not be reviewing it. We don't have much in the way of a blacklist. Off, I mean, off the top of my head, only really Victor Salva, the director of the Jeepers Creepers movies. Uh, I'm not going to explain why. Just Google his name and you'll quickly find out why. And now this company. We've always joked that we'll know we've made it on the internet when people start hating us. And fortunately, on the music front, you know, we've been critical of bands' work in the past. And we've never really, never really had... A negative reaction to it. Most most bands I've uh, I feel I've dealt with, we've dealt with, understand that any press is good press, and that we're being fair. We we rarely just go in. We will never say this is shit, and that be our only line. We will say this is this is shit, or this is crap, or this is rubbish, and this is why. That's for all things, music, horror, and so on. Explaining yourself, why you think it's rubbish, why you think it's poor, why you think it's subpar, why you think it's not worthy of your attention. That's very, very important. Saying something's crap is fine, it's your opinion, but follow up with an explanation so you can justify it and people can understand why you feel that way. Because it's still just an opinion. You know, we talked about ghosts at the start of this segment, and there's an opinion. I think ghosts are great, but many, many people think they're crap. It just always sort of seems that the people who think things are rubbish are louder than the people that think things are great. You know, you go to YouTube and, you know, God forbid anyone mad enough to read through their YouTube comments because if you get a lot of them, they're really, really positive. That's a hotbed for negativity. So let's move on anyway. I was out and about this week. I popped along to a London venue I'd never been to before called 229 The Venue. I know, snappy title, right? Right near Great Portland Street Station, a tiny little underground place that was hosting Coalbones. Now going into the show, I knew nothing of Coalbones. I had a quick listen to the latest album where it all began on my trip to the venue, and I liked what I heard. Post-rock, music that needs time to grow and repeated listens, and you really start to appreciate their sound. Live though, what a beast they are. Coalbones are phenomenal. They're on stage for just short of 45 minutes, but what a 45 minutes it is. I absolutely loved it and instantly became one of my new favourite bands. It was the kind of performance that deserved more than the 30-odd people who were there in attendance. There isn't a lull. It's a sublime offering of live music, one that showcases a band with immense talent. So make sure you check them out as their new album isn't even two weeks old and is out now. And I'm very, very happy to be able to play you a track from that album, This Is Lost.
So over the next week, we, as always, have a bundle of album and EP reviews going up. And it's that time where I give you a quick rundown of what reviews you can read over the next seven days. Originally formed in 2009 as a solo project by guitarist Jeff Blackwell, Gatekeeper has assembled an impressive array of EPs and splits to date. The new album, Easter Sun, will be released on April 27th, 2018 and will be available on compact discs, including two bonus tracks, and on gatefold vinyl. Cold Winter's Night is the seventh release of Italian power metal band Dracar, an epic journey through powerful riffs and soaring melodies. It will be released on April 27th, 2018 via My Kingdom Music. Californian act Violation Wound was born in a beer and whiskey soaked basement in June of 2013. Driven to create 100% real punk rock, featuring autopsy mastermind Chris Refart on guitars and vocals alongside bassist Joe Orteri and drummer Matt O'Connell. With Man in Charge is the band's first release for Peaceful Records out on the 27th of April 2018. Norwegian Thrashes Blood Tsunami returned with a new album, Grave Condition, due to be released on the 27th of April via Soul Cellar Records. Also out on April 27th, 2018, via My Fate Music, Ositosuni is the debut album for Finnish metal band Huptuis. Maximising a raw and crude sound, it is a cornucopia of natural imperfection and a channeling of chaotic energies. Released by Holy Raw Records on the 27th of April 2018, Melted on the Inch is the new album from progressive metal doom band Boss Keloid. Sandarin, Sahandarin are one of the most exciting new bands to emerge from the Brooklyn music scene. Originally self-released, A Funeral for the World has been picked up by Cruz Del Sur Music and will be released in a beautifully packaged packaging with embossed cover artwork on the 27th of April 2018. Death Metal was meant to be an assault on the senses. Enter Depravity from Australia. They show how it is done, playing devastating death metal without straying from the genre's roots. Evil Upheaval is out on April 30th, 2018 via Transcending Obscurity Records. Ritual, uh, Ritual Productions will release Bong's latest effort after three years away. They return with a new and momentous rite called Thought and Existence. It is their sixth album for Ritual Productions and it will be unveiled in its entirety on May 4th, 2018. If you follow us on Twitter and Facebook, you can see these reviews the moment they go live on the site. Right, let's wrap this up with one final track. Something a bit different, but such a cool way to close things out. In Arcadia is a solo project of Upsy Downsy band member Chris Garth. Upsy Downsy are a band we've covered a fair bit in the site, having reviewed their latest album, I Awake, and having had their music as track of the week. A mixture of mostly instrumental metal, synth, drone, sludge, and post-rock. In Arcadia's album, Red Museum focused solely on the synth side of things, a sci-fi influenced soundtrack that delivers on its promises. We're going to close out this week's podcast with the album opener, Son of the Ghost, which gives off such an 80s action horror vibe that those familiar with movies from that era will feel instantly transported back in time. It's a cool piece of music, and the entire album is out now, available to pick up via Bandcamp. Thank you, as always, for listening, and I'll see you next week.